How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject about just how great it feels outside right now in Las Vegas. So this past weekend has been one of the hottest recorded um, weekends here in Las Vegas. That doesn't really say much anyways, because Vegas can always, during the summer's range, anywhere between the low hundreds to like 110 and this weekend, it was up there. It was like uh, like 115, 116. Nowhere near as bad as like um, some parts of California got at like 115, like 115 plus. Or sorry, 121, I think, was like some of the high points. But um, it's funny. Uh, I read about it on on uh, just somewhere on my phone. I got a notification that Colorado had like one of its hottest weekends. But then they transitioned from like having a hot weekend to having like a winter warning um, for the for the rest of the week, which when I read that, I was just like, man, weather in, in America and around the world is just going to get crazier and crazier. I actually spoke with a cousin of mine in Scotland. Uh, half my family lives in Scotland. And um, he was telling me how over there was actually the waters were felt great. And like he was able to jump in the water. And if you've ever been to, to just the UK in, in general and jumped out in the oceans out there, it is freezing don't ever let someone tell you to jump out in the waters out there but anyways he lives not too far off the from the beach and he was telling me that the weather was actually pretty great in his area and it, and it was uh, unusually warm um for him or for not for him but for for scotland the area and it's been like that for for a bit now and i was like man this just sucks like it just makes you wonder um just like what climate's going to be like in 5, 10, 15 years from now. And I was reading a, a study that was showing that uh, the perpetual use of air conditioning. So there have been activists and, and uh, architects that have been advocating for developing uh, well-structured uh, buildings that are especially like tall, high-rise buildings that are able to kind of air condition themselves via like the wind and turbulence that exist at a higher altitudes. And, and not rely on, on air conditioning to really cool those areas or like to cool those buildings. And the reason why is because uh, there's been some scientists that have um, perpetuated uh, an idea, a pretty radical idea, but it's not too radical when you put some forethought into it. But the idea that if as society, as it gets hotter and hotter outside, it's starting to justify more and more people to be indoors more and um, and when you're indoors more, that means that you're going to be pumping AC. And as you're using the AC to cool your, your place, your AC units have to work harder to cool down your property when, you know, especially like if you're living in an area like Las Vegas where it can get like 100 easy throughout the summer, it takes a lot of energy to produce, um, to generate that AC to keep it cool, like at a comfortable 76 to 78 degrees. And, and some people like to keep it even colder, like 70. So definitely for every degree lower than, I think, 76 degrees during that time period, um, like during the summers, it takes a ton of energy. You can see your energy costs jump up by like 10 to 15% for every degree below 76. And um, the argument was that as we use more AC, that generates more uh, energy requirements for society and as we consume more energy that energy a uh, large derivative of that energy comes from sources that are not clean energy and we haven't transitioned completely as a country to clean energy and so a, a lot of that is coming from fossil fuels 
to to compensate for that and coal and things of that nature. And so you're adding more pollutants into the air. And by adding more pollutants, you're you're allowing this vicious cycle where the environment becomes more warmer um, and causing more people to use more AC. And so some scientists have, have argued that the the invention of the AC and its util, utilization by society nowadays to just keep areas like super chilled when it's super hot outside and like over exaggerating how cold they keep places is leading to possible. And if you, if you look at your energy costs, most people would argue that your air conditioning is probably a vast majority of what, what fluctuates your electric bill. And so it's not hard to, to think that as we're using more AC, it's costing that much more energy to, to produce that AC and so the idea is that it creates like a vicious cycle where this energy usage creates more pollutants. The more pollutants create more greenhouse gases. Those greenhouse gases store more warmth in, in, in the air. And then um, it gets warmer and then you use more AC. And then it just kind of develops into this crazy cycle. And I was just thinking about that as I was stepping out today and just feeling just how beautiful it is in Las Vegas. It has been a pretty warm year. I mean, honestly, we're in September and it still was hitting in the hundreds. Obviously, this past weekend, we got like 115 and it makes me wonder, like, when is it really going to start to cool down? But then when I stood outside today, I was like, ah, we're we're in to me, mid 70s to low 80s is ideally the my favorite temperature range to be for outside. I've heard some people say like in the nineties, I'm like, what, how could you argue? Like I've asked people like, if you could have a set temperature all year long, what would it be? I've heard people say like 90, 95. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, that would justify like going to the pool. It's like, okay, but how many times throughout the year could you go to the pool before it kind of got old? And now you have to deal with like 95 all the rest of the time. It's like, you're clearly sweating without doing anything being out in that temperature. And that's at zero humidity. Imagine if you lived in an area where there was humidity. 95 sounds like a horrible idea. Now, 85, though, 85 is completely different. Like, I stepping outside today, 82, oh, my God. It felt so great. I was like, oh, my God, I feel wrong going inside my house right now. Like, let's stay outside. And so we went around, uh, did a little walk around the neighborhood, and it just felt great. And of course there was like no one outside. So it was, it was great. And my daughter loved it too. My daughter hasn't had much of a chance to really be outside at all during this pandemic. And, uh, we were just like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, honestly, we should probably go to a park that's not populated this week and take advantage of this because during the weekend, it's going to go shoot back up to like 95, hundred. And I was like, we need to take advantage of these next few days where it's at 85. And it got me thinking, Man, what areas of the world, like, are at least in the U.S. where it stays this temperature all year long? And there's one city, one city in America that is known for being the most like, uh, like at this at that temperature range at 85, at like 75 to 80, pretty much a majority of the all the all the year, except for maybe during the winter it gets like a little bit cold, and that's Santa Barbara, California. When I heard that, I looked it up uh, earlier today. I was looking it up because there's another area that I'm familiar with personally. I'm not too familiar with Santa Barbara. I've 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 passed through it. I normally have gone to like Santa Monica, um, San Diego, uh, L.A., but I haven't really like stayed in Santa Barbara. 
But um, there is one area I'm familiar with that it does stay 75 pretty much a majority of the year, and that's Medellin, Colombia. Oh, my God. Uh, I love that climate over there. It's perfect. The only thing that's lacking is a beach. They have a large lake, uh, Guatape Lake, but it's like an hour drive away from Medellin. If it, if if Medellin had an ocean, I would be living there literally right now. I would have no reason to be living anywhere else but there. But it, they don't. But Santa Barbara, on the other hand, is like right there by the beach, and it has that that perfect weather. Supposedly, I was looking it up. 230 days of the year on average are uh, anywhere hovering anywhere between 75 to 78 degrees, which when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. So it's becoming a lifelong goal of mine to, uh, not lifelong goal, but in the next five to 10 years, I'm making myself a goal to live in an area where it's always that temperature because I want to be as outside as possible. But this these summers out here in Las Vegas are ridiculous. Like, I don't want to be outside. And the winters get actually pretty cold out here, too. So it's like you only have like four months of the year where it's like perfect weather. It's like April. It's like March and April and August or sorry, September, October, November. So five months. Actually, September is probably going to be hot. So let's say October, November and March and April are like the four months of the year where it's perfect in Las Vegas. Outside of that, it's either really cold or really hot. And I'm not a big fan of either one of those. And uh, Florida is just super humid and super hot. And like all the areas I've I've lived pretty much have been just like really shitty weather um, or a good amount of the time there is like really bad weather. And I I think uh, for myself that climate is probably one of the biggest factors I mean, I really could care less about cost of living and paying additional taxes and all of that. Whatever. That's cool. Uh, take 20% more of my money, I guess. And in return, I get to have some beautiful weather. And hopefully, you know, the California scene starts to change a little bit more and starts to improve. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful towards the fact that I think it's going to change for the better. Like right now, California is kind of going through like some difficult times if you've talk to anyone from there. I mean, you have the fires, you have a large homeless issue going on at the moment. You have COVID-19 being a problem out there. California's got a lot of issues at the moment, but um, perspective-wise and health-wise and being around successful people and all of that, like the type of people I would want to surround myself with tend to come from that area. And so I have thought about it for a while to live out in California to really the, the... only reason I haven't pulled a trigger is just because of the cost of living and, and finding work that could justify moving out there. But both my wife and I now have the ability to pretty much work from anywhere. And so as long as we can find a place where, you know, we're comfortable living there. And yeah, I mean, Santa Barbara sounds like a really great place, to be honest. Uh, like I said, I've only been there a few times. I never really stayed. But uh, if that's the if that's the case out there, and I'm going to be asking uh, or asking Alexa here and there or so often like, hey, like, by the way, what's the temperature right now in, in Santa Barbara? And if I keep hearing throughout the year, 75, 80 degrees, sunny, pff, dude, count me in. This time next year, I'm going to be in Santa Barbara for sure. Uh, but I just want to talk about that just because it just made me realize just how much I enjoy that type level of climate. 
compared to like how extreme it can get out here sometimes. But just wanted to talk about that. Keep the podcast a little bit short. The this past week has been kind of long. The other podcasts. Um, but thank you guys so much for, for hearing me out. And I know a lot of you guys, uh, I would love to hear from some of you guys, like what you think about, you know, your ideal temperature. If you could think of just like that temperature range all year long, what would it be? Would it be in the nineties? Would it be in the hundreds? I'd be very surprised to hear anyone say in the hundreds. That doesn't make any sense. What are your thoughts on like the whole thing? I, I talked about the AC and everything of that nature. I would love to hear them, you know, leave a comment down here in the YouTube. I haven't done that yet. I haven't really promoted, like leave a comment and engage in the YouTube video. I keep forgetting that I'm on YouTube at the moment. And then if you're on, uh, if you're listening to this on anchor, you know, go ahead and leave a comment anyways, like send me an email. You can always reach me at Jason at tongues out podcast, or you can just leave a comment, uh, on my social media account. When I start posting there that I haven't, I've been so bad about it, but it's my goal this week to, to definitely improve on that. But anyways, Thank you so much, and I will catch you guys all manana. Peace.